the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Oh, my God. This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast. This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Cody Rhodes, the prince of pro wrestling, and you are listening to two-man power trip. This is Jimmy Vine, the boogie Wooker man. Tell my people and my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss John and Chad. Hey, everybody out there. This is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the show again. I appreciate you asking me back. So you said you were going to pinch yourself. I didn't know it was that kind of show now. I mean, if you guys are in the privacy of your own home, if you want to do these things. Good. How you doing, Chad? Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Hey, man. What's up, guys? This is Homicide. Oh, that's my homie. Homicide with a big homie club. Yeah, that would be it. Hey, this is David Penzer, and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling. Well, thank you, thank you. Hear me, fear me. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Look, Mean Gene, I can't be beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that. And every kid, I, they knew they could kick the out of me. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of in there. Oh. The fans love it. They really like Thunderbolt Patterson. I don't know about the fans, but I sure like him. That's, That's it. it. All over. How about that for excitement, wrestling fans? Let's go up to the ring right now. Rick Martin and the official decision. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner with the body press, Thunderbolt Patterson. All right, let's pick up the action again, Tex. Call it. We got some soul strutting coming on in there. I tell you what, look at him do there his thing. There he goes. Thing. There's the soul strut. That's something that only t Bolt Patterson can do. Boy, I tell you, that's There's what a I headbutt. Said. You better believe it. I, I that's love what to watch sets him it up. If I couldn't get in for nothing, I'd pay to watch him wrestle. Another headbutt. Head Down goes Porter and the press. Free comp, and that's it. We'll be back with more International Championship Wrestling right after we take this time off. All right, let's get it going right here, right now. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, and you are listening to the flagship two-man power trip of wrestling interview program here on the TMPT Empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the one and only JP John Paz. And today, John, you're digging into the Rolodex for another rare one. As we welcome in former Continental Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, a longtime star 
of the territory scene. We're welcoming in Thunderbolt Patterson to today's two-man power trip of wrestling. And uh, I got to say, this is one that definitely turned my head when I saw him on the docket. A guy who obviously has had his issues inside of the wrestling business, talking about from the blackballing perspective. Uh, somebody who was very outspoken during the 1980s and the 1990s, talking about the unions of professional wrestling, talking about uh, some racism in professional wrestling. But under the surface, you know, a guy who had an amazing career and I hope that that's going to be the primary focus of this interview today because when you look at what he's done in professional wrestling, obviously, he was a top star for a very long time. And, John, as I welcome you in here now, I mean, there's so much to really tackle with him. But he's really one of those enigmas of the wrestling business because he hasn't been around it in such a long time. But that legacy really carries some weight throughout history. Yeah, he's definitely remembered. And if you're a real true wrestling fan, remember quite fondly absolute legend of the wrestling business quite a pioneer for black wrestlers as well you know they throw a word around a lot icon and legend but if you think about a guy who's an actual pioneer in the wrestling business you gotta throw around icon and legend when you're talking about thunderbolt and only recently has he kind of come back into the limelight so to speak with the luthes award at the hall of fame last year it's almost like, wow, finally, you know, he's getting around to getting some credit and, you know, people are actually starting to remember who he is again. Maybe the older fans never forgot, which is what I'm very hopeful for. But a lot of the newer fans start to remember. And he mentions that that had a lot to do with Jerry Briscoe and, and Jerry Briscoe keeping his relationship with him and keeping that connection with him. And now hopefully he gets connected to a new wrestling family where they can really see all of his hard work and how great of a legend he was and those legendary punches and the charisma that he was known for. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, man, it's crazy that he basically got retired or really, when we get to the interview, you'll hear it blackballed from the business in the mid eighties and hadn't been heard from since really, which is insane to think about because of all the territories that he headlined and all the main events he was a part of and, being so big in JCP and in the Mid-Atlantic area and obviously Continental and Florida. So it's just crazy to think that a legend like that can get blackballed out of the business and almost forgotten about. It's crazy because, you know, I mentioned him being, uh, you know, just a, a single world champion there for uh, CWA. But, I mean, like that doesn't even scratch the surface on the championships that he's won as a tag team wrestler and all the territories like Georgia and uh, obviously Mid-Atlantic. And then he's down in the Western States. He's in California. He's in Canada. He's all over the map. But you look at some of those tag team partners that he had uh, throughout his time as a tag team champion, and it's unbelievable. You know, you got your Tommy Rich, your Tony Atlas, you got uh, Ole Anderson, and that's where the first time I really kind of got a chance to see Thunderbolt Patterson was uh, teaming with Ole Anderson and then kind of feuding with Ole Anderson. Um, so it's kind of funny that, too, you talk about racism in professional wrestling and you got a guy like Ole Anderson uh, as your tag team partner. Um, it's just an amazing career. And, again, I don't want it to be lost to time, but it seems like, you know, as the years have gone on, you know, and the more he hasn't been around the business, maybe some of the newer fans don't know who he is, but it's an interview like today. That gives you the opportunity to kind of go back into the history books and check out some of the amazing stuff he did. Yeah, and if you think about it, and I know a lot of older fans will definitely appreciate this and know this, but a lot of Dusty Rhodes stuff, I'm not saying it you know, ripped off or anything, but a lot of kind of 
an homage almost to Thunderbolt. A lot of stuff you could see that maybe he got from a guy like Thunderbolt Patterson. Just one of those things that always kind of stuck in my mind. It's like, man, he just goes totally underappreciated, totally uh, forgotten in some circles. But, man, did he influence guys like Dusty Rhodes and, you know, being like kind of the original American dream. So it's like, wow, you know, I can't believe people either forget about that or not know about that. It's just crazy. But when you really think about him and his career and you mention all those guys that he teamed with, and one of them obviously sticks out more than the other ones for me, too. And that was Ole Anderson, because when you think about it, like you remember that feud, but before that, they were actually teaming and doing so well. And I you know, talked to him about Ole, and they got along great, and there was no racism issues, no nothing like that. It was always business, and he, Ole always made money with Thunderbolts. Of course he likes Thunderbolts. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, we know, obviously, through, through the our other show with J.J. Dillon that J.J. liked Ole, but it's interesting to hear that Thunderbolt Patterson like Ole just because you would just naturally think that they wouldn't get along, but they got along great. Yeah, you know, and just another thing too with Ole, it really is the lead-in to Ole becoming a member of the Horsemen. You know, it really is like the one of the final things that happens on the road to the Horsemen being uh, formed with Ole mm-hmm. and, and Thunderbolt breaking up. So a real big footnote in the history books. Yeah, it really is because if you think about when Ole was obviously with, with Gene and Lars and doing on the the Andersons and being that family in that group, that was kind of the lead into the Horsemen. But before that, he's a face with Thunderbolt Patterson, turns heel on Thunderbolt. They start their feud, and Ole joins the Horsemen and goes back with Arn, and, and obviously the, one of the greatest factions of all time, if not the greatest faction of all time, is forms. So but Thunderbolt did play a huge part of that, and that's kind of right around the time that he got blackballed from the business and was kind of sent off into obscurity, so to speak. I mean, he did wrestle here and there, and and, and you see him different places, and he pops back up in 93 in WCW. But for all intents and purposes, 85 is his last real like kind of big year and big run in the professional wrestling business, which is nuts to say because he's only in his late 30s at that point. So that's like saying uh, John Cena doesn't get his you know extended main event run or AJ Styles is and get to come to the WWE and win the World Heavyweight Championship a few times, or Samoa Joe, uh, you know, having his run in WWE, things like that, or when Hogan left WWF and went to WCW, that Hollywood Hogan run never happened. That's what basically, if you think about it, in essence, is what happened to Thunderbolt. His career gets cut short at the time where his prime was still in motion. Crazy, and you can hear more about uh, that era on the J.J. Dillon podcast. It's a great uh, great tie-in, a great compliment to the J.J. show is to listen to a guy like Thunderbolt Patterson and maybe uh, kind of connect some dots. And that's what you got to love about finding some of these uh, the old-timers that uh, they may not get four to five requests a day for podcast interviews, but when they get on a show, they deliver in a big way. And for all the old-school fans out there, uh, you appreciate it, and we thank you for listening to all of the shows on the TMPT Empire, to include the flagship here, to include the J.J. Dillon podcast, and then uh, also give you a little bit of some other flavor with Eyes Up Here, starring the Queen of Extreme Francine, and over on the Russo brand, the Triple Threat podcast with the franchise Shane Douglas. So you get a little bit of everything with the TMPT Empire, but you're going to lock in to this great one here with Thunderbolt Patterson. So let's wrap it up here nice. Let's hit you with some two-man power trip of wrestling business, and let's get it on the road. Back in the time machine with Thunderbolt Patterson. And now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. 
We would love to hear your feedback. Check out the feed for awesome past episodes, including Bruno San Martino, Sean Michael, Dusty Rhodes, Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk, Goldberg, Ray Mysterio Jr., Arn Anderson, Glenn Kane Jacobs, and so many more. While you're on the web, visit ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com. Visit our store, visit J.J. Dillon's store, Francine's store, and of course, the franchise Shane Douglas' store. For all you Android users out there, find us on Google Play and Player FM. For all you iOS users, check us out on TuneIn Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podomatic, and now Stitcher. And of course, check out the Empire. Yes, that is the TMPT Empire now. TMPTEmpire.com for all the latest and greatest on the two-man power trip of wrestling. And now, without any further ado, a Luthes award-winning Hall of Famer, a former CWA World Heavyweight Champion, and a former NWA Florida World Heavyweight Champion, a black pioneer of professional wrestling, he is... Thunderbolt Patterson. Please enjoy. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I was a young boy, at the age of five, my mother said I was going to be but now I'm a man way past 21 I want you to believe me baby I have lots of fun I'm a man Joining us on the line is a former NWA Florida World Champion, a former CWA World Heavyweight Champion, and of course, a Lou Fez award-winning Hall of Famer, one of the greatest showmen, one of the greatest, one of the all-time legends, Thunderbolt Patterson. Welcome to the two-man power trip. Heaven high. How's everybody doing? We are great. And and with you, it's, it's funny because... You know, where where have you been? What have you been up to? That kind of thing. But recently, in your hometown, Waterloo, Iowa, or former hometown, you were the Aluthes Award-winning Hall of Famer. So what's it like getting that prestigious honor? Well, that was quite an honor, you know, to go home and uh, have opportunity to uh, be inducted into the, I guess, to me, this is the ultimate 
of of rap, my wrestling career. You know, after all these years, uh, my good friend Jerry Briscoe he fought and fought and got me in, and it was quite an honor. Now, obviously, Jerry Briscoe and you go back a long way, and. and you know, it's just quite an honor to get in this Hall of Fame and the Lou Fez Award, and this is the real pro wrestling Hall of Fame. But what was it like to kind of reconnect with, with the guys and, and see all the, the wrestlers again and kind of get back out there? Well, well, we got to understand something. I mean, not connect with the guys and get back out there. I mean, I connected with a new family, mm. I mean, a new wrestling family, individuals that understand what it's all about. Uh, I haven't collect, uh, connected with all of the wrestling that's going on all over the country every day. I haven't had a job in years, no work, just very little. So I haven't connected to the wrestlers or the promoters or what have you. I've connected to the uh, uh, Luthers and the, the Gable uh, uh, Hall of um, the Museum in Waterloo, Iowa, individuals that uh, uh, have a, a, a great love for wrestling and professional wrestling. I love it. And to kind of do that in your hometown and be recognized like that, like you always should have been, very, very cool. And, you know, you were kind of a big pioneer, if you think about it. I mean, a really big pioneer for black professional wrestlers. Well, you know, I mean, here we are, it's, what, uh, 2019, and, you know, I mean, you know, icon, legend, so forth and so on, and a pioneer. Well, I'm still living, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. uh, if it hadn't been for the uh, – uh, uh, Briscoe and, and, and my new wrestling family. See, these are individuals that, uh, that wrestled and paved the way and done all type of things to make the professional wrestling what it is today. But, I mean, whatever, you know, the promoters or individuals or whatever have you, for whatever reason, you know, they shut me down. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, hey, man, I can't, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't willing and able. You know, I mean, why? You know, that's a good question. You know, and, you know, and now's the time for that answer. You know, and a, a lot of them are dead, but look at what happens to the individual that has taken over, you know, not too long ago. Not too long ago, when the last show they had there in Charlotte, North Carolina, an individual called me and asked me, would I be interested in coming? And when I spoke about my money or transportation, I, I, he was told that I was going to be hard to do business with. And he don't know nothing about me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, is this? Is this WB? We're talking about Vince McMahon? Well, no, 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 no. Whoever was, I don't know who ran the show, ran that last deal there in uh, North Carolina, you know, in Charlotte. Oh, the signing, the autograph signing. Yeah, whatever it was, you know, I, I don't know who it was. But I'm just telling you incidents. And there's, there's, a, incident, there's a, a show or something going on with wrestling somewhere almost every night. Right. 
and I'm not invited to them. And I mean, and just like you say, I was a you know a pioneer, and I mean, and I I, I never uh, was in involved in any territories that went down. I drew money everywhere I went, but the the the, the, the you know powers to be, they just uh, hey, you know, out of sight, out of mind, no money, no money, no money. You don't have to say anything, you know. I mean, you know, and the individuals that. Uh, that uh, you know that had uh, great success and and say things that just total lies, you know, about me or whatever. You know, I, I really can't understand it other than you know. And I hate to talk about that 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 that, that race card that be played, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I need to know something, e- even. I've been in, you know, even being inducted, you know, uh, there's something going on every day all over this United States. And I drew money all over. So you tell me what it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange. If a guy like you is, is out there and available and can do signings and whatnot, definitely should be booked. And, and I'm surprised. And that, paid. You know, and paid. Of course. Yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. Of course, you gotta got to pony up. You mean, I, no wrestler does anything for free. Well, but, well, well, I mean, they want you to. Some, some of them had wanted me to do some things for free or, or nothing. It's like an insult. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's good. That's yeah. just uh, that's just crazy. But it's real though. Of course, look at this country. It's crazy now, but it's real though. It's happening right now. It's definitely crazy. I mean, uh, definitely a pioneer, an icon, a big time star. Not only in Mid Atlantic, but obviously Georgia and Florida and kind of everywhere in between. And a name that a lot of people remember quite fondly from the rest of it is weird that you know you're not out there more doing stuff and and I think we might have to do something to uh, correct that. Well, I mean, hey, no job, no job. You know when you don't, and you say you don't work, you don't eat. You know there was no retirement, there was no nothing. You know Jim Wilson and I years ago tried to get some uh, retirement and benefits and. Uh, you know, I mean, so it's really kind of puzzling, you know, but thank God, thank God that I had the opportunity to uh, go home and meet a whole new set of people that love wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, whole new day. It ain't over till it's over. The God says it's over. That's right. Now, when you were trying to start that union and do that, was that met with a lot of anger from promoters? Were people unhappy with you? Did they not want this to happen at all? What do you think? On both sides. I mean, I was sold out by the black leaders, and a lot of the promoters didn't want it. I mean, hey, it was was all about money because I wasn't nothing but money, and I spoke nothing but the truth. Kind of crazy if you think that 
the wrestlers would be against it because you think that the wrestlers would almost no, want no, a no, union. Man. No, man. No, 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 no. Don't say that, man. You know, I mean, you know, you know how things is when you, when a uh, uh, guy get paid and be on TV and make more money than they ever make and controlled by any, you know, come on. No, no. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, they should have stood up. A lot of them should have stood up, but mm-hmm. they couldn't. You know, Jim Wilson and I, we went to went to up there on the Martin Donnelly show, and you saw how that was stacked. Nothing yeah. but lies, you know. I mean, look at, uh, you know, I mean, Andy Reid, even the champion, Harley Race, lied. Uh, Lawler lied on me for no reason at all, and I haven't done nothing to him. Other than, other than take care of myself. But I ain't mad at him. I thank God that I had the opportunity to learn different people. And, uh, you know, you don't have to tell me much. I can, you know, make, uh, make decisions on my, for myself. You know, I can understand how people feel about me. And I was shown, you know, quite a few of them. Yeah. So it's guys, almost... guys, you know, just guys, you know, lying, say that I go back to the promoter. I never snitched on no no guy about uh, no um, a wrestling match. Most of them, I could whip them anyway. <laughs> yeah. And they basically, you know, used those lies to blackball you from the business for a while. Well, well, I mean, for a while. No, 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 no. No, they took my whole life away from me, man. I was out in the prime of my life. You know what I mean? That Crockett and that Bischoff and I mean, hey, man, say, hey, man, these are, they, some of them guys done a job on me. It is. Really, kind of, it's just crazy the way that works out. And I remember at one point that Jesse Ventura was trying to unionize and kind of get some people together and, and do that. Did he ever cross paths with Jesse? And was that ever no, discussed never, with him no, at all? No, never did. No, never did. Never did. Every, I mean, there's so many guys done so many different things and still was out there. So, many, But I was shut down. They make it seem like I was just uh, retired or uh, uh, just somewhere. You know what I mean? Hey, man, it's, it's, it's deep. The devil is busy and has been for a long, long time. So your last match was in, I want to say, 1985 for JCP for Mid-Atlantic. And you were probably, what, only – Late thirties at that point. Wait a minute. Uh, for for uh, wait a minute. Say that again. Your last match was that nineteen eighty five somewhere around there. I, I, I man, so I can't re- really really remember. I know. See, I came, I came to Atlanta from Charlotte, and that was when they were taking it over from Ann Gunkel. Do you remember that? Gunkle mm-hmm. Enterprise, right? Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was in seventy uh, three. So from that time, I come back. I came back uh, from time. Ole always hired me, or never he never fired me. 
But I, I, you know, he's the only one that ever gave me some work. Robert Fuller gave me some work. Then uh, see, well, uh, 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 a um, Bill Watts gave me some work. But boy, what a what a crook he was! What I mean, a, a liar and just bad paymaster. And you know I mean, just you know. And I thought, you know, I thought he was my friend and thing, you know. Yeah, crazy. So what I see when I'm, I'm just looking up some stuff, it looks like basically mid-80s is just around the time of your last match. So you probably, I'm guessing, is somewhere in your late 30s. So, yeah, you're, you're still in the prime of your career. Oh, I was in the prime, yes. yeah, I was in the prime of my life, sure. They shed me down in the prime of my life. I went to, I worked for Bill Watts at, at, right after that. The only, only place I could get to work was Robert Fuller. Robert Fuller was a good man. He gave me a job you know, to work up there in his territory or whatever for a few times or whatever. But I I, uh, I worked for Bill Watts in a Superdome on a Solar Crowd. Only mm-hmm. got $1,000. I had T-shirts and pictures. They slid them up on the rank. Didn't sell a one. And I Bill Watts, that was supposed to have been my friend. Unbelievable. So you yeah. think that everybody kind of got together and they kind of screwed? Like, what do you think, What like, as far as black Man, I have no idea. What they say when you assume something? Yep, you make an ass out of you and me. Okay, yep. okay, okay. I mean, I have. I mean, they started running and and and, and just uh, you 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 are about the business and you know the business and you never dreamed of nothing. I'm telling you. Right. You see what I'm saying? Deep man, deep. I mean, you know, not not only only not only denying me, you know, just as delayed is just as denied, and not only denying me, but I had a lot of fans out there. They just took me away, and then they had everybody out there trying to copy me. Yeah, well, they always. Yeah, they, they well, always kind of say you were the American dream kind of before Dusty Rose was really the American dream. Well, I mean, I was a pe- people's champion, too. Yeah. Because, you know what? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, could you imagine with me being me and drawing people and so forth? So much, well, the charisma that I had, do you, can you imagine? No, I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had had uh, 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 been no all of those different 18, 19 times because I wouldn't have lost it all them times. Like, right. Just like Luther. Luther was the longest reign. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all, excuse me, Lord, bullshit. <laughs> excuse me. I didn't mean no harm. But, you know, it's real. Now, as far as in the business and stuff, and, and we'll definitely kind of get back to some of this stuff, but I want to kind of talk about actually like breaking into the business for you because that had to be rough because this is probably 
early to mid sixties, you're breaking into the wrestling business. It's got to be a tough time to break into wrestling. Well, I, I, I'm from Waterloo, Iowa, and I walked out to that Hippodrome every Sunday. I well, not walked out there, but uh, every Sunday night, I walked into the Hippodrome and challenged everybody there. Only one that would talk to me was Ray Gunkel told me where I could find some boots. Gus Karras tried to get someone to work out with me. Never, never, never. Never couldn't, couldn't. I had to go all the way to Kansas City. Bob Geigel. Uh, and after Bob Geigel sent me to the gym, and then I, I had to deal with Pat O'Connor and, and, and Colfax, uh, this a guy. You know, they tried to beat me, and they couldn't do it. And I was just a, uh, I, I, uh, 23 years old. You understand? Mm-hmm. Of discouragement. You know, so it was a, a tough road to hoe, but God brought me through it. Now, you say about, you know, Pat O'Connor and Steve Kovacs and everything. They didn't really want to train you, but they trained you? Like, they didn't really well, want oh, to no, bring no, 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 no. I mean, I didn't have no no, no, no training. No training. I started wrestling when I was six years old, and, and it's from them streets and all, but I'm just... Uh, uh, um, I quit my job. Well, I got a, I got a, a, a leave of absence from John Deere Tractor Works, and went to Kansas City to try to pursue a career. And they tried to discourage me, hmm. you know, and uh, they couldn't do it. And you just loved the business basically that much. You know, you wanted to get in. You wanted to break the barriers. Well, it's deep, man. I ain't mad at him, though. I learn a, I learn a hell of a lesson. And it, it's all worth it to, uh, uh, last July when I was, went home, when, when Gerald called, when Mike Mooningham. Yeah. Mike oh, Mooningham yeah. kept me alive. All of those years. And then when Gerald called me, it was just, uh, I, uh, you know, I mean, just, I, I can't describe how I felt. And I had been saying for years and years, I wouldn't accept it. Well, glad you did. It's kind of uh, I, I am too. full circle. I am too. <laughs> Full circle moment, right, for you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, as far as kind of getting booked and stuff back in those days and in the early to mid-60s and, you know, breaking in and stuff, but what about, like, when, you you know, you're kind of going along, getting some training, training yourself, so to speak, is it hard getting booked and moving along? Because you said Bob Geigel in Kansas City and Gus Well, Harris well, well uh, when – it was like this here. Let me tell you. When I went to Kansas City, it was hard. I mean, uh, I um, was, was booked to 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 supposed to go to Japan, but when I got back from Vancouver, drove back from Vancouver to uh, Kansas City, the trip was canceled. And so, I mean, that was 
I don't know if it was a joke uh, or what, uh, but uh, after 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 the uh, first year or so, you know, I, I was able to go to Kansas City, and then I was able to go to Texas. And when I I went to I went to uh, I was Dallas before Morris Siegel died, and uh, then after after that I was blessed to go to Amarillo and funk. And after I mean I you know at, at that time when I when I left out of Amarillo I mean I was pretty well polished and nothing but drawing some money you know. Yeah. Dory Funk Sr., Western State, yes, Amarillo, Texas. Got to yes, be sir. a great experience. And you got to work with not only Dory Sr., but you got to work with, obviously, his two sons, two of the all-time oh, greats, well, Dory Jr. I mean, and Terry Funk. I work with, I work with uh, Gene Kaniski, mm-hmm. uh, Luthez, uh, 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 Harley Race, Dory Funk Juniors, and Terry, and Jack Bush. I work with them all. Quite an experience, and were all those guys good to you? All, all, all of them good to me. Well, no, I can't say that. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, uh, the only one I've ever had any problem I was Harley Race. Harley Race, yep. Uh, and he lied, and you know, he just lied, fell out, lied. But all the rest of them, I worked with them. They had no problem at all. Jack Briscoe and all of them, Terry and Dory, Gene Ganiski, Lou, great workers, all of them were. But all of them, the 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 those under guys, or so-called guys, some of them was, I quite, I don't know, quite what to call them. Eh? They done what they do. So while you're in. Amarillo, and you're working for the Funks. Great experience overall. Oh yes, yes. Had a lot of them. A lot of stories out of there, boy. What's your best kind of funk story? Because you always hear how crazy it is. You know, Double Cross Ranch, Terry's a little nutty, and things like that. What's kind of your best? Uh, well, yeah, as as I ask Terry about it, because uh, we had a ride one night. In Albuquerque, and uh, I mean it was really, really, really something. And I fired a derringer in the air to break up all the. Ask Terry. Let Terry tell you the, the story of it. That was quite an experience there. And then now, I had I had experience there in, in Puerto Rico. When uh, went back for Dale Lewis and had a big ride there. So was... you always hear that about Puerto Rico and those fans and the riots and you know they they take their professional wrestling pretty seriously down there and especially they used to. Yeah, yeah. Is that a riot you caused? Pardon? Did you cause the riot? Yeah, well, it was. That's the only way you call it. Had to fight your way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and sometimes you don't make it out of there, you know. I mean, it's just like Puerto Rico is crazy. Some of those things. Yeah, yeah, that's where, that's where the, that's where uh, uh, Broder, Broder, Bruiser got his injustice. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. And you knew Brody pretty well from your days in the seventies down in uh, Wrestling for Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A real, real credit to the business. You actually knew him before he was really Bruiser Brody, so to speak, when he was just Frank Goodish kind of coming right, along. Right, 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 right. And you end up beating him for the NWA Florida, Florida Championship. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What are your like some memories down there in Florida at working for Eddie Graham and, and that territory? Because that is one of those territories where so much talent would go filter through there. One of the one, is more talent went through at Florida. I guess everybody, you know, I guess wanted that sunshine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I went to Florida. Yep. I went to Florida for Fritz von Eric because I had heard before. It either was a bad paymaster, and that turned out to be true. But uh, uh, I went down there because Fritz von Erich asked me to go. And, you know, Eddie Graham was saying nothing I could pay, but as far as as booking you, you're basically booked a lot on top and working with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I drew, drew, drew big, big money. Big money. And, you know, you're working with not only when you become NWA, NWA Florida heavyweight champ, but when the NWA champion itself comes through town, you end up working with all of them. When Dory was the champ and Jack Briscoe and Harley Race and all the guys are coming through, it's always you kind of getting a lot of the title matches. Right, right. As far as, as Florida and stuff, what kind of relationship did you have with Dusty? Because obviously Dusty was there at that point. You're wrestling him and stuff at, at that point. Did you guys have a good relationship? No. No, no. Uh, Dick Murdoch was a was a real good friend of mine, but no, not uh, Dustin. We didn't have no, not nothing extra. Any sort of heat there between you guys? No, 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 uh, no. Uh, it's just you guys didn't connect. You weren't. You weren't just. You weren't just friends with him. I mean, wasn't I mean? It was, you know, well, when Dusty was wasn't much of when I met Dusty, he was was an outlaw, uh, and you know, wasn't wasn't a main eventer or whatever. And uh, next thing he had all the, took all of my stuff, and he was you know <laughs> getting bookware. I never will forget Jim Barnett told me I need to find a place to go. Because Dusty want to come home. I was told that by James E. Barnett. Right here, in, right there in Atlanta. Meaning that you couldn't be in the same territory as him because he was doing a lot of your similar stuff? Well, I have no idea. You got to dig Jim up and ask him about that one. <laughs> Why he said that, you know. <laughs> he said, I'm, yeah, Jim said, my boy, my boy, Dusty want to come home. You need to find a place to go. So, Boom. So where would you end up going? Back to Georgia? Back to uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling? Uh, no, no, that was in Georgia. That's in Georgia. 
That was in Georgia, in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know where. I didn't go nowhere for a while. Uh, oh, I mean, I uh, yeah, then, then you would go to Florida. I mean, you would go to championship wrestling in Florida, and you kind of go back and forth? Well, I mean, I, it wouldn't, I, I couldn't go back and forth nowhere on no regular basis. When I when I couldn't go nowhere, I I, I got the opportunity to work for uh, uh, Robert Fuller up in Knoxville a little mm-hmm. bit, yep. and then I started working a little bit with uh, 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 Bill Watts in Oklahoma. But Bill was a was a bad paymaster and long trips, and uh, I thought he was a friend, you know. But well. Yeah, they always say that about that Watts territory. It was the worst territory for you know oh, mileage boy. on the car and travel. Oh, and eight days, you know, big quote unquote eight days a week to work or eight times a week is just terrible territory, right? Yeah, yeah. Two lane roads, a lot of them, you know, and that. Ooh, boy, it was rough. Now, as far as kind of you, just kind of all over the place and wrestling all over the place. You spent some time at one point in Canada. You wrestle in the Sheik of NWA Toronto. You win the U.S. title. I mean, you're kind of just all over the map. Is that because well, I, I was in I was in Detroit? Yeah. Yep. When I went to Canada for big just time that wrestling. one night. Pardon? For big time wrestling out in Detroit. Right. Just that one night. I I I was I, 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 I only worked New York one night. From from Detroit, she got me booked there, and also in, excuse me, Toronto. One night in both places, wasn't in the territory. Is there like a reason you just want to kind of do the one day? No, 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 no. When I left, when I left Amarillo, that's one of the reasons I left. Is because I wanted to. I had come into my own men, I guess. I want to. I was smelling myself, I guess. And I, I wanted to uh, uh, do like all the rest of them. Go to the big places. I, I know I could compete and draw some money and make some money. You know, I wanted to go to the big shows and make some money like the big boys was doing. And that's a pretty good way to go about it. And you mentioned New York as well. The WWF with Vince McMahon Sr. at that point. Right. And I never worked for, I never worked for uh, uh, Junior. And, and, you know, and, and it's hard to believe of all of the promoters, don't, none of them call me, you know. And none of them call me to come in. And I drew money everywhere I went. You know, when I when Eric Bischoff took over. WCW, yep. You know what Eric Bischoff asked me in in, in Atlanta? Mm-mm. What did he say? What could I do for them? I've drawn more money than anybody. Sell not everything in there. I just saw somebody said there on one of them things that sold on me out 112 times. It's pretty impressive. It's true. It's pretty damn impressive. 
Well, you know what I mean? It's just very impressive with the short little time I've been around. <laughs> so I, I didn't get a chance to go back around nowhere. Yeah. And obviously, you know, uh, if you're you're working Georgia and working the Omni, it's probably due to your buddy Ole Anderson, right? Well, uh, I get. Well, I heard that one time that they, you know, uh, Ole and and uh, 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 McMahon was speaking about the, the drawing of you know ability and the, the numbers and so forth. You no, know? uh, well, Ole recognized talent, and Ole said that his object was putting asses in seats. And that's what I thought all of them was about. Should be. Well, none of them, none of them didn't, didn't want me around. And there's a whole lot of guys a lot worse than I am. <laughs> hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now, as far as – I'm going to get back to Ole in a second, but as far as, as Bischoff and WCW – you do make a brief run there. I mean, it's basically it's one match, Slambury '93 Legends reunion. Was that just like a like you you know you just brought in for the Legends match and that's it? And he just says, "What can you do for me?" And that's the end of it for WCW. When it was excuse me, at that at that time, Bill Watts was in there and Ole. Yeah, and it was like a joke. I had a group home. I had a group. Home. I had been out of, out of work. And uh, uh, they, 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 everything was down and all. And some kind of way, they asked me, "Did I want old ass? Did I want to be there?" And I, yeah, I, I accepted. And uh, then after, the, I guess shortly after that was when Bishop took over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heard and Bishop and you know, and that's when and then, then uh, I, I had. Uh, I went back there with the uh, ice train and the Steiners, uh, and then the ice train went in and negotiated a contract without me, and they wanted to give me one hundred and fifty dollars a month just to do TV, and uh, I told them go, you know what, do it, and uh, Eric Bischoff asked me. What could I do to help the, co- the company? What could I do for them? And I told him if he didn't know, he certainly didn't know what he was doing, and that was true. He should know Thunderbolt Patterson. Well, right? hey. hmm. yeah, a hater is a hater. You know, all of his friends, that's the reason the territory went started going down. You can call the role the one that was there. I mean, I okay, get it's all it's hey, yeah, it's deep, man, and it's real. Could have been brought on, you know, in a bunch of different roles. Obviously, backstage agent to a few roles for sure. Well, well, that was one of the things, man. That's all I know is wrestling. That's all I know was wrestling. You know, like back at that time, uh, you know, like I was, you know, old and I were, we were, we were close and all, 
but I had all Ole. All Ole needed was me to be his assistant booker. You know, and all, and just like a lot of these territories, whatever, all I want to do was book a runner territory. Now I know more. Do you realize the Tom, Dick, and Harrys that get these booking jobs that don't know what they're doing all over in every territory? And never one of them have asked me about did I want a job? And I'm qualified. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. It's deep, man. You know, people say you're laying in this and that. And, but all, I mean, guys that have just killed so many territories, so many places and all, they still, hey, they know what they're doing. They're great guys, blah, blah, blah. Hey, all bullshit. Excuse me, Lord. I'm sorry, man, but it's real. You know what I mean? And it seems like Ole kind of always, like he brought you into WCW for that one shot, and he's always bringing you back in the day to Georgia yeah. Championship Wrestling. He seems like he's always kind of being a good friend and always trying to get you bookings. Well, like like you said, also I, trying I, to make money. Know, I, I, I imagine he could only do what he could do. Right. You know, and, you know, and it's just amazing, man. You know, a lot of people don't really get along with him that well, and and you, uh, I mean, there's a few that do, but you got along with him great. What was the chemistry well, like between you guys? Well, well, well here's where here's where I thought Oli always spoke his mind, and uh, Oli recognized talent. You know, and Oli had never ever said nothing out of the way or no racial nothing or nothing or nothing with me, strictly business. Now, why he didn't get along with other individuals? Because, hey, you got to ask him. Because I've heard some of them, uh, like that uh, that uh, Teddy Long, whatever, he lied, said only said, you know, some things in front of me that yeah, it was a lie. And, you know, just, you know, I, I just don't know why they do things like that. And yeah, only was a booker in North Carolina and here. So, you know, and Vince tried to get him to come up there. So, you know, I mean, hey, he must have had something on the ball. He's a great wrestling mind, that's uh, for sure. And, and definitely a great, just believable, hard-nosed, great professional wrestler. Right, right, right. And you see, you see the difference in the business today. Oh, to a hundred percent, huge, huge difference. And he is one of those guys that throughout the years you feuded with a lot, whether it be, you know, with Jerry Briscoe and you guys were teaming together against Gene and Ole Anderson, or you throw Lars Anderson in there. But then eventually in Georgia, you actually team with Ole. Right. And, right. and, and you know, you, you feud with you know, uh, the long riders and, and a bunch of different teams. there. World but, Warriors, everybody. We do everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. This is this is what I'm saying to you, sir. You know what I mean? Like it, uh, it wasn't up in uh, 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 where the business was always good. It never just look how bad the business has come in the last few years. Places they had to shut down for lack of attendance. You know what I mean? You know, I mean the Eric Bischoffs and the, uh, uh, who. The Nashes and the like, hey, they mess up some stuff, man. 
Do you follow current wrestling at all? I mean, yeah, I know you know some of that stuff, but do you kind of follow it closely at all? Do you watch it at all? Well, the only thing that I watch a little bit was well, see Tony Tony Evans and myself. We done we were doing some some Christmas uh, Christian shows, you know, to bring people to the Lord. But some churches were sponsors and all, but. The only, only, only thing that I watched, you know, is I mean, really, really, uh, because uh, I mean, that Vince is a smart individual, but Vince got a couple. Vince has some bad individuals over there that could really wrestle, but they had a lot to, you know. I mean, it's business, man. But you know they take so many individuals that, as they say, that can lace your boots up and try to make champions and stars out of them, and really hurt the business and really done the fans wrong. I think it's a whole different business than it used to be. I know that for uh, for a fact. Yeah, never die though because it's a great business. Never will be able to kill it because it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a business. Now, as far as kind of like thinking about it, it, your career and, and some different things, like we're talking about unionizing and different things, but what is kind of like the biggest misconception about you and your career? Say that again now. What's the biggest misconception about you? Because, you know, we're talking about unionizing and you getting blackballed, but what's kind of the biggest misconception about you that's out there? Well, uh, you you got to tell me. You got to tell me. I mean, I'm I'm saying the same thing I said 30 years ago. Trying to do the same thing I've done 30 years ago. Tell folks about Jesus and people and try to help people. That's all I've ever tried to do. Are you still doing the pastoring? Are you still a pastor? Well, I'm not. I, <clears throat> I don't have a church, but I mean, every I'm, I'm, when I'm on his Facebook, I pray for people. Uh, I and like a, uh, uh, Tony and Evans and I, we done uh, uh, wrestling shows at churches, and we speak to people. I go out and speak, and we try to bring folks to the Lord. Is there any regrets you have as far as the wrestling business is concerned? No, no, no. Because I ain't never done nothing I didn't want to do. Everything I've done, I wanted to do it. And it's all my fault. And I, that's really not understanding how they feel about me. You know, I, I haven't done anything in the back but draw some money and and not let the ones they want to run over me. Where do you think you had your most and your maybe your best drawing power as far as really bringing in the fans? I'm glad I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, uh, Ted Oaks asked me that same question one time. Everywhere I've been, <laughs> you know, and that that's a unique part about it. Is unique there a- part about it, you know. 
Was there a more kind of favorite territory that you had that you well, worked I mean, in? Well, I mean, Atlanta. I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta. I like Florida. I like Texas. I like them all. I like them. I like them all when I make some money and fit in, be treated like equal. That's all I ever wanted to be, a part of the team. I remember I wanted to get paid. And you think being equal and fitting in and being a pioneer, so to speak, of being one of the first black wrestlers really to kind of make it and maybe make a big name, was it oh, no, that no, no, much no, harder? No, 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 no. I'm not the first one. No, I'm saying one of like one of the first ones that really kind of broke out and was really one of the like the big, big stars. Oh no, 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 I wasn't the first one. Backhead done it for me, and they stopped him in his tracks. Backhead right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. He drove me. He drew. He drew more money than I did. Cause they let him into the bigger places and da 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 da. da. And then they, I, I guess they, uh, you know, well, I can't, I can't speak for why, but I ain't no fool. Right. Culturally, they, they're kind of just against it. They're right. ignorant in, in a lot of different ways. Right. I got a script, I got a, I got a movie script, my life story. Hollywood had it for uh, 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 two years. They paid me for two years. But then when Obama got elected, they sent it back to me with, with watermelons all on the White House lawn. Huh. That's weird. No, 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 no. It ain't weird. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, it's deep. When I start talking about things like this, they say, well, you prejudice or whatever. Da, da. Well, you you familiar with Willie Lynch, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's still going on. It's, uh, you know, I, 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 principality, rulers of dogs in high places. Everybody knows everything going, but this <laughs> man, it's deep. Are you still trying to get that script kind of back out there and take it? Oh man, I got it. I'm, I I got it ready. I need somebody to take it. I need I need somebody to take it, and I need somebody to give me a job. And let's do this thing. I mean, God is good. God's so good to you know to understanding, man. Understanding. And I mean the the wrestling promoters have really really been unfair to the fans, you know. Not only individuals. I'm not the only one that they mistreated. Don't don't get me wrong, but I mean I've I I I, I have seen everything that you can imagine. No, and when you deal when it's when it's down to your money and no work, then I mean it's it's clear as day. You know. You no, know, I mean I it just a little bit of thing that you, do you ever you know a guy called Greg Pruitt, a Pruitt, big fat cat up there in Charlotte? Greg Price, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? like go in there, man and 
pay you a little pennies, pay you, but nothing, not right. And the last time I was there, you know, I had, I had took my room. Well, I need this room, blah, 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 blah. I had to go get in, sleep with, in another room, on the, in Grady's room. You know what I mean? Just little bitty digs and, you know, play games with you. Hmm. He is no longer promoting shows, so just want to let well, you know I mean, that. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have been pro. Well, no. Uh, he's one of them fat cats. Made a lot of money, though. That wasn't uh, particularly well liked by a lot of people. I know, I know that. Well, well, I mean, but, 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 uh, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, I mean, hey, I drew more money in Charlotte, or uh, as much as anybody ever been in there. So many memorable matches, memorable moments. Think about uh, not only uh, feuding with a uh, young Ric Flair and a young Greg Valentine, but a guy who kind of ruled the roost there like Blackjack Mulligan for a long time as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great performer. Now, as we start to wind it down, head towards the finish line, mention Blackjack, mention Flair, mentioned a lot of guys, Ole Anderson, didn't even mention a guy like Paul Jones, but do you have some favorite matches you had throughout your career? Oh, well, I mean, I had a lot of good matches. Good match with a lot of different people because I, like I said, I had an opportunity to work with every champion that's been down the pipe, you know. And I've had great matches with them all. Uh, and I mean, Funks and Valentine. I mean, Fritz. I've wrestled everybody that was somebody in wrestling. And I mean, I, it's just. You know, it's hard to, 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 because <clears throat> all of them was good, man. Yeah, think about it. A young Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, Abdul the Butcher, so many guys that you wrestled. It's just uh, crazy when you, you think about those the names. You know, Johnny right. Valentine, Wahoo McDaniel, Mill right. Matthews. Just think about all those names that you wrestled. It's pretty uh, surreal. And, and see, and see, and see, the thing was, man, a lot of them names that you calling were in those territories when they bought in them individuals that should have been in wrestling. And that was the downfall of trying to put them together. You mean guys that couldn't work, or they were just bringing in right. like bodybuilder types, or they couldn't, were just couldn't in... work, or didn't was or just a friend or whatever. Want to be? Everybody can't be. Everybody can't do what you do. Everybody can't be a good plumber. Everybody can't be a good mechanic. Everybody can't wrestle. And you can see, there's so many that they didn't put there that can't. Very, very true. As far as some favorite opponents of yours, do you have any that kind of stick out that we haven't mentioned or maybe somebody we wouldn't even think of that, that oh. you could just think of that's a great opponent of yours? Oh, I mean, uh, Malenko, Paul Tanaka, Paxson. You know, mm-hmm. no more, the, those right there is three guys we never did. Uh, yeah. 
a great Malenko. It's a great one as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done. Bruce Bernard, Skull Murphy. I mean, you know, you just just call a roll, man. Chic. You know what I mean? You can just. It's unreal. Mark Lewis. I mean, it's unreal, man. It's unreal. Bulldog Brown. I mean, it's, it's just unreal. God was real good to me. They definitely don't make them like they used to. All those awesome, bigger than life guys and great names and unbelievable talents. Everybody nowadays is trying to copy everybody and. Well. A little bit uh, too much acrobatics as well and not enough wrestling. Say that one more time. Not enough acrobatics. I mean, too much acrobatics, not enough wrestling, too. Can you you say that one more time? Acrobatics. (laughs) Too much flying around. I didn't mean no harm there. But sure, you know, yeah. You're absolutely right. You need need to get back to... But, but look, put out there, man. I'm willing to come to anywhere. And uh, like I, I thank God for, uh, and, you know, it, it was a real honor to meet uh, Mrs. Stays, uh Charlie, and, um, you know, Dan Gable, you know, and uh, it, it's just, uh, it just what I, it was an honor to go home and get hooked, get a charge. I mean, a wrestling charge, you know what I mean? Bob Roop, Von Roski, you know what I mean? Just, you know, Sergeant Slaughter. It was just just uh, like a dream came through. Now, as far as you, I just got to ask one final question because the fans kind of should know this about Thunderbolt Patterson, but in, in your own words, what is kind of the lasting legacy or the stamp that Thunderbolt Patterson left on the wrestling business? You had to ask him that. I've done the best I could do. I've done, I've done all I could do. You had to ask the fan that. that. You know, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how there were so many fans, but there was no promoters that wanted to to use me. Well, it is definitely crazy because you had the charisma, you had those awesome punches. And even, you know? even if, I mean, I, they don't have to like me. They didn't have to like me. I'm talking about this is what this is what I chose. This is what I do. This is I, this is my, my living. I mean, they they stopped all of that. They got together and they blackballed you. There's no, there's no doubt about that. So, but they they won't they won't let it touch them with a ten foot pole. Yep, it's all me. It's all me. It's all me. So now it's you said you know you're obviously open for bookings. You want to do some more stuff. Hopefully, some promoters you know wake up and uh, smell the roses here, try to make some money. Where can the fans kind of reach you? You got some plugs? You have social media and things like that? Well, I'm on a Facebook. Okay. Yeah, Thunderbolt Facebook. 
highly encourage not only fans, yeah, uh, yeah, but or, promoters or, or, to kind of or, reach out to you there. Or, or, or Jack, uh, Jerry Briscoe. You know, and man, I want I want to leave I want to leave you and all the fans with this here of all the great wrestlers that came out of colleges and uh, all the time and dedication that they put in, and all of those great wrestlers, uh, uh, you know, like uh, Kirk and. Brock and uh, Benjamin. I mean, those guys that, and all of these promoters, never ever put no money back into the to these colleges where these guys come from. You know, you understand what these museums and things. Mm-hmm. All of that money goes to individuals that can't work, killing the business, or just. Using it recklessly. You know, it's just, we got to come together, man. Stop all the hating and killing and wrestling one of the greatest buildings in the world. There's no doubt about that. And Mr. Patterson, Thunderbolt himself, it's been an honor to get to talk to you. And uh, I definitely hope that uh, some of these fans and some of these promoters start to reconnect with you because huge legend and a pioneer. There's no doubt about that in the wrestling business. Thank you very much, sir. It's been an honor speaking with you and I thank you. This podcast was a presentation of the two man power trip of wrestling's podcast empire.